Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. This is C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant coming to you live today over the talk monster, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation. And um, I am very uh, glad to be a part of the family. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And the talk monster, the Red State Talk billboard, is right there uh, on top of um, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryan Show does pop up there on that grand billboard overlooking Times Square right where they drop the big ball. Hey, got a, a huge show for you today. And one of the reasons <laughs> I was telling um, someone a couple of um, days ago, I guess, uh, the only reason I'm going to do this show today, uh, and, and this is very important that you know this, the only reason I'm doing this show today, one, I'm going out of town, I'm going out of town tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to be out of town until after the first of, of the year. Then I'll be back live and in living color um, to be here on Monday for something that is going to be jumping off at uh, Freedom Field over there at First Baptist Bozier. Uh Pastor J- Brad Jurgovich will be uh, our host there, along with myself and uh, Jeff Landry, Attorney General of Louisiana, and our great uh, representatives, House of Representatives, uh, Representative Mike Johnson will be on with him, my good friend, and he's a brother of mine. Both of them are, uh, Jeff and, and Mike. And they're going to be on with me along with Pastor Brad. And um, But the reason I'm doing the show, uh, I told... Um, I think I was telling Rose Tennant, and I think I told uh, Linda, Hannity's Linda. Uh, you know, Hannity's won't be back on until after the first of the year, but he's been off since right before Christmas. In fact, Hannity may not have been live since Thanksgiving. I don't know. That's just how huge he is. A friend of mine told me once I was a peon, but and quite frankly, <laughs> the only reason that I am on um, today is because I have no life. I mean... <laughs> I have no, I'm just kidding. I thank God for um, the opportunity to do what I do in the way and the fashion that I do it. And uh, he has been so gracious, so kind to me over the years. I can't, I, I don't dare complain. No, Lord, I don't dare complain about anything that uh, he uh, is uh, has done for me. Now, um Plenty of news to talk about before we bring on Pastor Brad 
here in just a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about um, stand. Yeah, stand. And uh, we're asking everybody to stand with the church. Stand with your nation. And we're going to be joined um, in in big fashion by those who are spearheading that all around the country, whoever you are, wherever you are. Um, On the 4th of, I'm going to ask Pastor, I'm not really sure, Pastor Brett, whether or not this will be live streamed. And if so, I'm pretty sure that uh, we're going to have a a mammoth audience. So keep an eye on my Twitter feed, um, at Rev, if you don't have, if you don't follow me on Twitter, at Rev, R-E-V-C-L, Bryant, at Rev, R-E-V-C-L, Bryant. Um, the president will probably be facing a face-off with Mitch McConnell, who probably, who really has never in his core liked the president anyway, okay? Mitch just is a consummate politician, and he knew that it was to his advantage and, of course, to the country that he serves to um, get on board with this president because this president was, in fact, getting things done as to the way Mitch didn't get things done. And uh, But Mitch, with the constant uh, prodding of this president, was able to look like an effective uh, Senate majority leader in the four years that Donald John Trump was president of the United States. In other words, Donald John Trump made Mitch McConnell look good because of the things that he was wanting to do that did, in fact, benefit the country. I mean, hey, uh, McConnell happened to have been the majority leader at the time when the nation reached its pinnacle of success with its economy. Yeah. McConnell benefited from from Trump's presidency, even though he fought uh, the president uh, early on. In fact, he was looking to see which way the wind was going to blow before uh, he decided to play ball with the president. Once he saw there was nothing to any of these allegations that the Democrats, his buddies for many years, because remember, McConnell and no, and um, Pelosi and Schumer—they have been in that swamp, that part primordial soup that is Washington D.C. Uh, together for many years. They have known each other for many years, even before uh, any of them become became um, uh, you know elected officials. They'd known each other. They'd known each other's people. You know, Nancy Pelosi's father was the uh, mayor at one time of, um, was it Baltimore? Baltimore. Baltimore, Maryland, I think it was. Yeah, she's been in politics all of her life. She's a consummate politician. And when you get two politicians together, like she and McConnell, they look out then for each other's interests, don't they? Of course they do. They look out for each other's interests. They protect them uh, in ways that will not hurt their own party's interests. At least they try not to. But this is a sellout world that you live in. I want you to understand that. This is a world that uh, people will, they'll cash it in. I want you to understand that, that there are very few 
people. Now, I'm not saying uh, that any of us, uh, certainly not me, uh, are perfect. But when you're principled, you should repent when you know that you're wrong. That's what principled people do. But there, there are no principled, there are very few principled people any longer. And, 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 and even, even principled people can find themselves doing wrong things. But they, uh, once, the, once the light comes on, you, you, have, you have to immediately repent. You have to turn around and go the other direction. You have to go the other way. Okay? And that leads to your conversion back to what you need to to be doing. Peter, when you are converted, when you are converted, strengthen the brothers. You've been repentant. Now, now what you really need is to be converted. And when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. You understand? And, and, and so this is where we are with our politicians in America, and sometimes even with our ministers in America, uh, first of all, they're not repentant for going along with certain things that have been detrimental to the community, especially the black pastor with this abortion thing. The black pastor has not spoken out uh, as effectively as he could in earlier times. So you're beginning to see them emerge now. Uh, because they're, they're, it's easier to do so. They have cover now. It, it, you know, and, and I'll tell you what the covering is for uh, the black pastor. It's the black woman. It's the black um, uh, congregant, woman, uh, female congregant. And it's friends of all stripes who stand alongside them wanting to... Um, help save lives of unborn babies, regardless of color. But it is mighty peculiar how um, over 40%, and long before this was popular knowledge, um, my movie eight years ago, seven years ago, shared this information. How is it possible that 12% of a population account for 43% of the time of abortions in this country. That was in my film. That was in, that was in Runaway Slave. That was my movie that brought that to light. Years before black people were even thinking about how we were killing ourselves and killing... You, you know, the black folks are the only demographic in this country that has a negative growth rate. Why is that? It's quite possible, possibly, because of what I just shared with you, 12% of a population is responsible for 43% of the abortion rate, well, they have to begin to shrink. Percentage-wise, oh yeah, we were once close to 14% of the population and the Latino or Hispanic uh, demographic was right behind us at uh, 125 to 13%. 
Yeah, we we were once right at fourteen percent of the population, but we started murdering our unborn while others didn't, and so just mathematically that you know that that's how that's going to turn out. That's how that's going to be. You're going to decrease while they increase. That's and hey, everything lies but numbers, unless they're manipulated, as they were just a couple weeks ago. They never lie, and I, I tell you, even when they, even when you manipulate them and cause them to lie, they still tell the truth because they have statistical truths to answer to that it is a check and balance on numbers statistical truths percentage wise are checks and balances on any number that you can come up with because you do have a historical record of uh, how these numbers played out before and anything that is just absolutely uh, off kilter they do they will vary percentages will vary from time to time but not dramatically without a certain cause and there is no way that percentage wise Joe Biden had more black votes in the in, among black people than Barack Hussein Obama there is just no way percentage wise that's going to happen because nothing of any real significance happened to cause that and Joe Biden was not the guy to cause that oh there could be certainly candidates who come along who are that charismatic because uh, you know Barack what he had going for him with the, with the president with president Obama had going for him was the fact that he was a novelty. It wasn't that he was all that charismatic. It wasn't that he was such a great speaker. It was just he fit the mold at the time. And the excitement for what was about to happen and what could happen, you know, it, it, it uh, helped propel the, the, uh, the wave that he was riding or that they put him on, because he wasn't riding the wave. Hillary was actually going to get that nomination. Yeah, and then uh, I, the news media decided that, hey, why have the first woman when you can have the first black man? And as Joe Biden put it, he's clean, he's intelligent, he's all of these things, and uh, he's articulate. I mean, it's a dream come true, which means the rest of you black folks out there, including me, uh, or nothing compared to Barack Hussein Obama. At least in Joe Biden's eyes, and Joe Biden never, seen, never had Joe Biden seen anybody, any black person. Joe Biden had never seen any black person closely resembling Barack Obama, which, of course, tells you something, doesn't it? It tells you that they are absolutely guilty of what they accuse you of all the time. All the time. And that's bigotry. You see, there's a certain racism that goes on in the Democrat Party that is supposed to be the champion of black people that no one ever calls them out for. 
But here I call them out today, and I, I call them out regularly on this. So let me call them out here today on this, okay? It is obvious that you are bigots when it comes to your expectations of black folks and Latinos and even women for that matter. Oh yeah. It's, it's apparent that you are the enablers of bigoted ideas and racist ideas too, when it comes to black people, because your racism hinges upon that of low expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the exp- that's the racism of low expectations. Oh, you can't possibly do this as well without my help because you're black. No, you're not being uh, denied the job because you're black. But you're being given the job because they don't believe you could get it. Otherwise, because you're black. And they leave out the fact they think that you can't earn the job on your own. Oh, there was a time when the playing field was absolutely unbalanced. There's no question about that. Hey, I lived through it. I was there. Been there, done that. I have I have trained the guy who came in after me to be my boss. I've done that. Oh, that's way back in the day when, hey, you just went along to get along. But then I learned to stand up. In America, that's exactly where we need to be right now in a position where we should stand up. But that's the problem, and that has been the situation with the Democrat Party, and you've let them get away with it. The uh, racism that they have shown as far as low expectations, they don't expect you to be as good as. Why? Because they feel they must You have to have help perpetually. Oh, it was great that uh, someone saw fit to look into the discrimination that was going on as far as business practices were concerned. But, of course, once uh, you have Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, and Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, I should say it like that, began to extort and shake down businesses. Then you have a racket. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the CL Bryant Show daily throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation the world has ever known, the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Don't go anywhere. Be right back with Brad Jerkovich. Pastor.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along faithfully with us almost every day live right here on the Talk Monster Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in the nation. Traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not, the iconic building it houses also the Red State Talk billboard there looking down into Times Square. And every hour, the C.L. Bryant Show, 24 hours a day, pops up right there. And OCL's face looking right back at you. And I want to thank you for making the show as popular as it has become. It's all because of guests that uh, my ace executive producer always puts on uh, for us. And people like our next guest, my good friend, pastor of First Baptist Bozier, and someone who truly has a heart for God, a heart for his nation, someone who is courageous. And he is bold enough to say it and speak it and tell it the way it should be told without any apologies uh, in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for being with me again, Pastor Brad Jerkovich. How are you, my friend? Gil, thanks for having me on today, my man. Always good to be with you, Pastor. Now, there is uh, an event that uh, you're, help, you're spearheading, your church is spearheading, and I'm certainly grateful that you have invited me to come uh, on the 4th of uh, yes, sir. January. Talk to us about it. Well, I tell you what, I was invited to a meeting a couple weeks ago with some pastors and leaders in our area who just burdened for America, burdened about election integrity, freedom, religious liberty, all these issues that are just absolutely on everybody's mind and heart. And um, they, they said, Pastor Brack, could we host this rally idea at Freedom Fields, you know, which is at our church and here in Bossier? And I said, man, I would love that. And so I tell you, Seal, it's really been cool um, to just kind of share that vision uh, for this event that can encourage, you know, Northwest Louisiana in, in a cool way for, for America. So we're simply calling it Stand for the Church and for America uh, Monday night, January 4th from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And it'll be, it'll be a really cool hour to have together. Folks, be sure to do that. Brad, give us the website that they can uh, access to find out more about that. Well, I'll tell you what, if you just go to firstbosier.com, but also our Facebook you know, page at First Bossier, that'll have all the event information on that as well. Um, and so uh, that, yeah. that graphic's going around and, and getting out there a little bit more now. Yeah. Fantastic. Let me ask you this, and it'll be out there, and I'll be announcing it uh, here on the show as we go along. Is there then, Pastor, a sense that 
uh, America, maybe even the church, uh, and, and the pastors of those churches are not aware of just how um, dire our times have become. Is there, especially during this COVID, uh, uh, encroaching upon our society, are we losing sight of how dire things have become? Talk to us. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, our natural desire is to say, hey, everything's okay, we're going to be fine, we're going to be good, but CO, you know this, you live it on the front line all the time. But the, the bottom line is we are at a, a crisis moment. I mean, when you talk about how COVID, you know, uh, is being used to absolutely strip away liberty and freedom for every American citizen, but also uh, for religious liberty, you know, are we going to gather or not? Can we do these things? Uh, these are all issues that have been thrust upon Americans over the last several months and, and I think it's time for pastors and leaders to look at these things honestly and say, if we give this up over here, there's no question the government's going to do even more than we're even thinking. And so we've got to have great leadership, men and women strong in the faith, strong in their positions. And pastors and churches have a real opportunity to let their voice be heard um, in, in many, many ways. So this is just a, a, a moment for our community, CL to have our voice strong uh, and be encouraged as well. You know, Pastor, when we look at the body of Christ, you and I being uh, two Baptist boys at our core, uh, but when we look at the entire body of Christ, is there then an awakening that uh, an awakening that uh, need to take place or that should take place within the church? Does the church realize that there is something slipping away? Speak to us. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people that do sense that, CL. I just think it's going to take courageous pastors to be clear, to be courageous, to not be afraid to speak, you know, biblical truth. And listen, you know, when you look at America's fabric, it's been pastors and churches on the front line taking a stand, speaking truth, um, not afraid um, uh, to push back on constraints. And, and we, we, you know, this nation was founded with that passion for freedom. And we don't like tyranny, and we don't want to see it in other nations, but we certainly don't want to see it, you know, taking uh, place in our own nation called America. And so I think it's incumbent upon everybody who values faith and the expression, the free expression of that, to take a stand, and any, any assault on that CL has got to find resistance. And I just think pastors and churches are ready to do that, but it's going to take a lot of courage today, no, no doubt about it. Folks, I'll be joined there by my good buddy, Moon Griffon, uh, Jeff Landry, good friend Jeff Landry, and our own homeboy, Mike Johnson, along with Pastor Brad Jerkovich, First Baptist Bozier. I'll be there with you and a host of others. You come on out on January 4th there at Freedom's Field, First Baptist Bozier. We'll be announcing how you can access all of it. I'll be announcing it on the show here throughout this show, and we're going to replay this uh, as I am gone through the new year. Brad, uh, let me then ask you this. Uh, I ask most of uh, my guests, everybody's been on the show from Hannity to you name it, uh, the homeless. And so uh, and now I have the esteemed uh, privilege of having you on the show with me, but I've never asked you this question. Final question for you uh, here today is this uh, legacy 
Pastor, I, I, I've watched you since you've been in this area, and I've watched your work. I've seen the things that you have done. When it's all said and done, you and your lovely bride are sitting there on the, the rocking chair in the rocking chairs, looking into the sunset, holding hands, reflecting back. Talk to us about legacy. What do you want to have accomplished? What would you want us to say about you? Well, at the end of the day, CL, I want the Lord Jesus Christ to say he was faithful uh, to the call. He was faithful to shepherd the flock well. He was faithful first uh, to his wife and family and marriage and, uh, and uh, you know, led well for the glory of God and made a difference. And prayerfully, people know that there is hope and his name is Jesus Christ. And when people know that and know that name, uh, far more than they know my name, that's going to be success in a big way. And so, I want, I, you know, CL, I just want to be faithful to the call, man. And, and God's given me a great wife and family and a great ministry. And uh, that's my prayer, is that we're, that we're found faithful. Absolutely, man. And listen, thank you, Pastor. I know that that will, that will certainly, certainly preach. I look forward to seeing you uh, on uh, that, the night of the 4th there. Folks are going to be talking about it. God bless you and God keep you, Pastor Brad Jerkovich. I look forward uh, to being there with you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. And uh, tell everybody there uh, that I said hello. Tell Irene, tell Irene I said hello. And we look forward to seeing all of uh, you good people there at First Baptist on the night of January 4th, Freedom Field. Stand with the church. Stand with America. Pastor, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, sir. God bless. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and that was my good buddy, uh, Pastor Brad Jerkovich. And uh, hey, folks, all of you need to understand this. It is now time for men and women of courage, as he said, to step forward and to be counted. This is no time for cowards. This is a time for Christian soldiers to hear the clarion call of onward. Onward, Christian soldiers. Marching, yeah, as the song says, as to this is a war. A war that it's the oddest thing, uh, my friends, that many times we uh, don't realize that we only have to occupy, which means hold the ground. And there will be warring factions that come against us, but we are to occupy. Was that uh, Luke um, 19, 19, 13 or somewhere? We're to occupy until he comes. And that's a military term, actually. Jesus told you here, listen, I've given you the ground, now hold it. That's why we're going to be standing there on Freedom's Field, at Freedom's Field, with uh, Pastor Brad and and his uh, congregation and other churches who helped put this on. Uh, Jeff Landry will be there. Mike Johnson will be there uh, with us. And um, also my good buddy Moon Griffon <laughs> uh, will be there with us. And um, it's going to be a fantastic uh, evening of standing together. As Americans, boldly understanding what is at stake 
if in fact we do not do not stand and so firstbaptistbosier.com firstbaptistbosier.com is where you need to go to in order to find out more about it but all the thing to do is you're in the arclatex area just show up just come on you know how we do in the south just come on down and uh, I'll be uh, putting that up. I got to access that, Michelle. I know she's mad at me that I don't have it, <laughs> but you know, you never give me anything. I mean, I, I never, don't ever hand anything to me. You know better than that. So anyway, I'll find it after the break, and folks, I will be sharing it with the entire nation. You might want to fly in, come on and be with us. Uh, it's going to be a, a fantastic time. We're praying that God will allow his anointing to fall down on all this and um, be what he wants it to be um, in the fashion that he would have it. Now, I was saying to you, and coming up is going to be um, uh, this gentleman that is a part of Eagle Forum, and I will be, Ed Martin, and he's president of Eagle Forum, and I will be speaking in Utah at Eagle Forum uh, on the 9th, 8th or 9th, the 9th of January. I'll be flying out there. Uh, I'll be down in Florida over the, the over the weekend, and then I'll be headed up to Utah. And, uh, hey, folks, it is indeed, indeed, my great privilege to bring this president of the the uh, Eagle Forum on right after the top of the hours. That name's Ed Martin. And then uh, at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to have on my good friend, a uh, uh, friend of the show, hadn't had him on in a while, uh, former Navy SEAL. Uh, he is a special agent, uh, Jonathan Gilliam, uh, author of the book Sheep No More. He's just a great guy. Yes, he is. And we're going to have him on with us at the bottom of the hour. And he's going to give us his take on this bombing in um, Nashville. And also give us a general update on what to expect as we go forward in our American future. Sheep No More is a book uh, that he had written to give all of us the um, insight as to how not to be preyed upon by people who would set off bombs, how what to look for. You know, there was something that, uh, and of course, that thing you you don't go around telling people what it is that tipped you off if you're there to protect the general public because you don't want the bad guys to know what it is you're looking for right so but you know the police officer the police officers immediately knew they immediately knew that something was not Right. Okay. They immediately knew that something was not 
right. And they swung into action. There is a sixth sense that uh, you do develop. And now I'm I'm not, never been a, I have many, many friends around the country who are uh, in law enforcement and, you know, special, you know, forces and that type of thing. And they're trained like this. And you try to pick up on it, you know, being a civilian and all this kind of thing. But they're trained. Like, there's no good cops and bad cops. You know, some have better, higher skills. Some of my skills are much better than <laughs> a lot of cops that don't really have an interest in being that way or doing that way. But it's, it's a, it's, it becomes a way of life. But you become aware of your environment, your surroundings, and then you begin to notice when something right away is out of place. Something's just not right here. And so that's uh, exactly what happened uh, with those who those police officers who saw um, that van that would explode. They knew something was not right. And that's what Jonathan does. He uh, uh, teaches you. He does he instructs on how to be aware of those type things. One of the things I never, ever thought about, and he told me this uh, since I travel so much and about to you know, start getting on the road uh, a lot more now, uh, that things are beginning to iron out and um, moving down to um, Port St. Lucie, uh, Florida. Yeah, I'm going to move down that way. And there's a lot, I think, that the Lord has for me to do there in that area and the entire South Florida area have contacts from all over the Miami up to Port St. Lucie. But I don't want to live in Miami don't want to live in Palm Beach. Don't want to live in Orlando. I think Port St. Lucie is that perfect little uh, enclave between um, absolute crazy, crazy busy to um, not totally off the grid. You know, it's right there. And so um, I think it's the right place. I'm going to check it out and see if it works. But he told me not to stand so close to the carousels where your luggage comes out. Why? Because, hey, that's a prime target for someone to bomb. Just so you'll think about it. I'm CL. Don't worry about it, but be aware of it. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'll be back in just a little bit throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Coming on with uh, the president of Eagle Forum, Ed Martin, right after the top of the hour. Thank you for coming along with us. If you don't have both hours of the C.L. Bryan Show, don't get both hours. Demand it at your radio stations. I'm about to spread the news to other parts. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. Um, a great woman that I knew um, some time ago, Phyllis Schlafly, um, founded um, Eagles Forum. And... Um, Oh, my good friend, um, Star Parker. Um, in fact, I met Star many years ago now um, at an Eagles forum. And we actually were in Colorado, I believe we were there. And uh, we're coming on. The president of Eagles forum is going to be on with me, Ed Martin. And um, we find... That uh, we're going to let him tell us. I'm going to wait and let him tell us about the impact that Eagles Forum has upon the nation. So you stay tuned with that and stay tuned with me until we come back with him. Now, Pastor Brad Jerkovic, which was just on with me. And um, there is uh, the necessity now for us, and listen, time is winding down so quickly, especially on this um, Georgia election coming up on the 5th of January. I would have just, in fact, I would have just done that event there. Lord spares spares me. I was just done that event there at Freedom Field. And then I'll be headed up to, we will know, of course, um, how it's looking 24 hours after I would have finished that event at Freedom's Field. Stand with the church, stand with America. We had Pastor Brad on with us, and it is time now for all of us to understand that this is no joke. This is not a dress. This is not a drill. This is the real deal. And so, suit up. Yes, suit up. Because, um, it's time to play to play the game. It's time to play. Suit up, America. Mitch McConnell may uh, actually become an 
a thorn in the flesh for the Trump legacy until at least Trump comes back in 2024, if he decides to do that. You know what? I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. And, you know, the president could come back. I mean, he is the legitimate leader of the Republican Party, right? Just as, well, by proxy, um, Barack Obama was and still is the leader of the Democrat Party, right? Because Joe Biden is doing, um, will probably do the bidding of, Joe, of Barack Obama. It's so Obama third term. That's what, we're, that's what you're looking at. Is an Obama third term. That's what you're looking at. And and so, if that's the case, then the Trump legacy is going to be absolutely a target of dismantling. And they don't care that it's to the detriment. They just want to put it back to the swamp channel. Put it back on the swamp channel. That's, that's where they want. They want, you got to put it back on the swamp channel. That's where they want it. And it, it appears that um, even though the... <laughs> Naturally, the Democrats are going to go along with more spending, you know. So the Democrats, uh, the the House of Representatives, controlled by the Dems, they went along with with the president uh, unanimously um, on sending out the two thousand dollar checks instead of the six hundred dollars, six fifty, or whatever it was, checks to um, the American people. But. Mitch McConnell may block that. He may hold that up, which means the American people, uh, I don't know how they're going to do that. Maybe they'll go ahead and send out the six. But see, the president signed off on that, but he wants it kicked up to two grand, to two, yeah, 2,000. But what happens to the other line item things? What happens to that? All of the pork that's in that bill, the bill is mostly about other things than COVID. That's the problem. So we'll see. Oh, we're going to see. Now, um, in Georgia... Leffler indicates that she'll back Trump's um, call for 2K. Okay, good. I imagine Purdue will climb on the same boat. More and more stuff is beginning to come out about how Warnoff may have mistreated his his uh, ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, mis- mistreated her. Yeah, she's not uh, being specific about what, but um, yeah, she's, she's she's definitely talking mistreatment. And all of this is coming out um, right now at uh, the best time, I guess. And uh, of course, we all know that Ossoff is um, 
Well, he's a socialist. And David Perdue had better make good on beating him up on that. I just don't see the fire in these people like like they, they used to have. It used to be fire in people. Everybody's wanting to be, um, I don't know, Miles Davis cool in politics since Obama came on the scene. No. What happened to the fire that drove people's passions in the political realm? I think that, too, has become a part of the snowball effect. All the snowball effect has had its um, way with the fire in the belly of Americans. The snowball effect. Wow. So, Trump's legacy does hinge on the Georgia Senate runoff. I'm just not saying that. Mick Mulvaney said that. Yeah. He said that. Uh, Trump legacy hinges on, and you know, it's true. Like I just told you, the dismantling of the Trump legacy will occur the moment, God forbid, that it is announced that the Democrats have won both of those seats. We can lose one and still maintain control. But to lose them both is death for the legacy of Donald John Trump. Oh, yeah. To lose them both is death for the legacy of Donald John Trump. They will rewrite, and you know, the, the, the reason they can do it is because your memory and attention span and, and, and all of that is just so short. You forget what people have done for you. Huh? You forget it. Huh? Sometimes, you, sometimes you forget what people did for you. And this president did a lot for us. In times when it just did not seem like that could happen. It happened. And is he a perfect president? Of course not. But I'm not throwing out a perfect pre- I'm not going to throw out a, perf- a president who was 98%, 95% good because he has these 2% imperfections. Because you're showing up now with somebody who has a 75, maybe more imperfections as a, a human being than Donald Trump ever thought of having. But somehow you just didn't, you didn't like, you didn't like. I don't think that happened. Can I be honest with you? I just don't believe these guys. Donald John Trump is the only legitimate president of the United States of America. There is just too much of a cloud around this election for it not to be audited. Every aspect of it. There's just too much of a cloud 
that is um, out there. Yeah. For us not to look at this closer. There's no way I'll be saying it until something happens. Now, Joe Biden got more black votes than Barack Obama. No way. There are some things that can vary mathematically in in the statistics and the uh, percentages, but not like not that not that much, not that much, not unless some type of uh, mammoth personality comes on the scene and changes the dynamic. You see, personalities change dynamics uh, in in areas. You know, uh, you know. It, Area can rock along and rock along the way it has been. It's successful and everything. But you infuse a personality into a um, community, into a place, and the personality begins to affect it. Other people fire them up, and then you see something change. It changes. You see percentages change. That type of personality was not infused into this race to have those types of numbers fall for Joe Biden. He's not that kind of personality. Actually, Donald Trump is. But if you're talking about the type of personality that drives people and motivates people, Joe Biden's not that guy. He's just not that guy. So, you know, you know, it's suspect. Everybody does. But of course, you got those who will defend it, who in their heart of hearts, uh, hear hear what's coming out of their mouth. And they're saying, wow, I can't only believe I'm saying this. I'm CL. Be back with Ed Martin Eagles Forum on the other side of the top of the hour. Don't you go anywhere. Coast to coast over Red State. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here throughout our great nation uh, here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily, daily we do that, and I want to thank you. Uh, for making uh, the show as as popular as it has become. Uh, coming up here in the show is Ed Martin, president of Eagles Forum, uh, an organization that was founded by um, a terrific American woman, quintessential American woman. Her name was Phyllis Schlafly, Schlafly. and um, uh, I, on a couple of occasions, had a chance to um meet with her be with her and uh and of course um talk to her speak with her uh met my good friend uh star parker through uh miss shafley and in fact it was at an eagles forum it was at an eagles forum where um i i first met uh miss phyllis shafley and and um i am just really happy to bring on or have someone associated with them coming on to the show here um, shortly. Ed Martin is uh, his name, and he'll be with me here. So this is what I want to do and and, and discuss with you here in the meantime is... Um, The Gallup poll, and I guess among polls, Gallup will be the most noted, you know, over a period of, over, over the history of polling. Gallup would be the most noted. The Gallup poll has Trump edging out Barack Obama as 2020's most admired man. Think about that. Think about that. Think about that. Uh, Donald John Trump, um, a president who has been voted, uh, in, in my estimation, fraudulently, out of office. Yeah, Donald John Trump, a president who has been voted out of office fraudulently. Um, is voted America's most admired man. Now, I, I, I was... <laughs> Is polled America's most admired man. Now, I was talking to you about percentages and numbers and all that kind of stuff. That's another reason why you can't really trust what you're being told. And that is because statistically, people who are voted out of office are not admired. No, 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 no. It, it Listen, 
It just doesn't work like that. The human psyche is not going to say, no, I don't want you uh, to be my leader, but I admire you. It just doesn't work like that. No, 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 no. There might be things that you don't like about a person. But the things that you admire about them, that remains the same, too. There are some things that you may not like about them. But the things you admire about them, that doesn't change. And and yeah, of course, all of us, uh, I guess, could say that there's something about somebody that we just don't like. But what we do like about them, we still like that about them. And that's the way it is with the president. That's the way it is with him. Whatever you didn't like about him, well, you don't like it about him. You may have found out something about him that you don't like, but there's still that thing that you admire about him. Yeah. That's why um, I guess uh, the number one thing that we look at is the numbers, the figures. You don't, you don't have a Gallup poll polling a president who has just been defeated. It's, it's not, it's just, it's too, it's too cray cray. It's too paradoxical. You don't have them voted out and then have them, voted in as the most admired guy. Trump gets 18%. Obama got 15%. um, 6% for president-elect Joe Biden. Joe did much better than he's been doing. And that's only because, for some reason, uh, he fraudulently got the presidency. 2% for the Pope. um, 3% for (laughs) Fauci. You know, I'm going to talk to Jonathan about Fauci. Oh, yeah, I got to talk to Jonathan Gilliam about Fauci. I just know that he has something uh, that's going to be interesting to say about uh, Dr. Fauci. So you need to stay tuned for that. Uh, Jonathan Gilliam coming up at the bottom of the hour was waiting for uh, Ed Martin, uh, Eagles Forum president to come on with me. I'm doing something for them out in Utah, but I believe that he's in DC, but, um, Michelle is, uh, rounding him up for me now, uh, at least trying to. And I certainly want you to take thought of this. Trump edges out Obama as most admired man. Yeah. But yet he's voted out of office. If you believe that, you should buy this bridge I have in Arizona, oceanfront property. (laughs) Uh, Bringing up the field of most admired men are these names. Elon Musk, of course, the Tesla guy. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders. Microsoft founder Bill Gates. NBA star LeBron James and the one who always makes the list, 
the Dalai Lama. Yep, he always makes it. Uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama is America's most admired woman. Yep, according to the poll, she also finished at the top spot last year. 10% for Michelle, 6% for Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, 4% for current First Lady Melania Trump, and 3% for Oprah Winfrey. 2% each for German Chancellor Angela Merkel, Hillary Clinton, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and someone who always makes this list to Queen Elizabeth. I guess the monarchy is still very much a part of us, too. It's very much a part of who we are. The monarchy. The queen always makes the list. And, of course, 1% goes to Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett and climate change activist Greta Thunberg. Yeah. That rounds out the list of people who we admire. And even that is a way to be programmed. They tell you, hey, this is who you like. And now, keep in mind, I don't recall um, even being approached about this. I know, I know it's a survey, and it's randomly, you know, it's supposed to be random anyway. I've seen them where they're not. They're supposed to be random. But evidently, this was not liberal stacked or Democrat stacked. Um, you know, it was just a random one, and Looks like Trump edged out um, Barack, which is weird, isn't it? That just doesn't happen in the human psyche where a president gets voted out of office, but yet he's the most admired man in the country. And even though there are some things that they're wanting to shut, and they have shut the gate on, they've shut the doors on. You're not going to talk about them anymore. It's not going to be talked about. But it's so obvious, it's so obvious to our common sense, something's not right here. Something's just not right. But they're not going to investigate it because, what did I say? Because they want to return to the swamp Return to the swamp. <laughs> that's what they want to do. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to return to the swamp. <laughs> Joe is leading them back in, and Nancy uh, holding his hand. And they're pulling along Chucky Schumer with them, hoping that uh, they can pull out Georgia so they can make him a part of the team officially of taking back the swamp. Let's take back the swamp. You know what? I really think that that could be a very, very good um, mantra for them. Let's take back the swamp. That's what they're doing. Trump was there to drain it. 
they're there to restore it and warm it up again to its primordial soupish self. Bring back the swamp. That's what you did. If you ever thought about voting for Joe Biden, that's exactly what you voted for. That's what you voted to do. You voted to bring back the swamp. Yes, you did. So, are you going to bring it back? think your last chance at avoiding it is January the 5th in Georgia. If you have any influence on anyone who may have any influence on anyone who votes in the state of Georgia, I will ask you, unashamedly, unabashedly exercise that influence. Exercise that influence. You can believe it or not, but your nation depends upon that. Ed Martin is joining me now, the president of Eagles Forum. And um, I got to tell you, one of the greatest uh, joys in my life was to have met and talked to Phyllis Schlafly. And um, uh, Star Parker, I met her, a good friend of mine now, uh, through Phyllis. And uh, Ed is on with us, I think, for the first time. And Ed, I want to welcome you to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend? I'm doing great, C.L. Thank you. And I really appreciate those kind words as uh, Phyllis... I believe Phyllis was on your show, and uh, certainly, as you say, Star and you and others, she had this wonderful ability over her long life to have sort of spawned and and connected. I don't know if she created as many people as she connected good people who did great things, and Star is one, and so thank you for the chance to talk with you today. We all stand on her shoulders. Star and I do talk about that. (laughs) Let let me ask you this. Uh, Many people may not be familiar with Eagles Forum. Talk to us about what is the organization? Yeah, well, thank you for that chance. In fact, uh, we, we sort of rebranded a little bit after Phyllis died. She had never put her name on the front of it. So we actually used, used the term Phyllis Schlafly Eagles is our organization. And, and so um, we, um, we Phyllis started this. She was ahead of her time, CL, in the 1970s. She got a C3 organization, pure nonprofit. She got a C4 working on political issues and even a federal PAC. And she her point was you have to understand politics and, and conservatism, you got to be a real conservative, of course, but then you got to understand politics and get in the game. She used to, with a big smile, say politics is where the action is. So our Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we've got eagle leaders, we call them, uh, all over the country in almost every state. And we, whatever level we're drawn to, sometimes we're fighting against common core in a, in a state, right, or for pro-life in, a, uh, in, a, in the Congress or wherever it is. And so, but the fundamental focus, and Phyllis used the phrase, she gave her great Eagle Award, she would say, for dedicated work uh, for God, family, and country. And that was what she believed in. She was a, a lawyer and a great de- a devotee of the Constitution, but at the heart was God, family, and country. 
And uh, that's what we do. And Americans, that's exactly the way it should go down. God, family, and country. I'll be with some great patriots in Utah on the 9th at Eagles Forum. A keynote speak yep. up there with them. And I look forward to seeing all of you out there. Tell us all, Ed, how to get in touch, how to engage with you, how to bring you to a city near uh, us uh, if we are so inclined. Yeah, thank you again. com is our website. It's got a lot of her writings and a lot of what we're up to. So if you go there, you'll find out more. I'm very active as the president. Phyllis uh, picked me to head the organization, and I love to hear from people directly. So uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin, you can direct message me. My email address is ed at phyllisschlafly.com. I'm on Facebook uh, doing a lot of things. But phyllisschlafly.com, and you go in there, you can find out. We have we, we tend to have sort of categories, not, not strictly enforced. Uh, some people are active as Eagle leaders. Some are just in and out for issues. But that would be the way to, to get in touch is phyllisschlafly.com and, and get signed up for our daily email, which I think is very effective. Uh, and, uh, again, um, we, we do focus on certain issues. Pro-life is a big one. Phyllis always fought for pro-life. Our Constitution is a big one. And then in this time, by the way, Phyllis always was an advocate of election integrity. And one of the reasons I got involved with Stop the Steal was to fight for this election integrity, some real problems we saw. Absolutely. And, you know, I know that you have to uh, jump off here shortly, but I want if you can stay with me through this short break. Uh, yes, I, I, want, I want to keep you uh, – I want to ask you a question about uh, we as conservatives. Is there something – Ed Martin is my special guest here with Shafley's Eagles and uh, Eagles Forum. And I want to ask you about what is it we're missing, Ed, as conservatives as, as far as our messaging is concerned. I, I want to talk Great. to you about that when we come back with more of the C.L. Bryant Show, Coast to Coast, Border to Border – the Talk Monster, Red State, the largest talk platform in the nation. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see the Red State Talk billboard and 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there, right there in Times Square, uh, where they drop the big ball. And uh, old C.L.'s face looking right back at you. Thank you so much for making us as popular as you have uh, throughout uh, these last seven years. Seven years, Michelle, that we've been doing this thing now on the radio. And uh, all of you who've been with us throughout our journey as grassroots people from our Tea Party inceptions uh, to this present moment. Thank you. I'll be back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Lifted high, our hearts. 
Welcome back. Welcome back throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Coming up in the show after Ed Martin will be my good friend, former Navy SEAL and Special Agent Jonathan Gilliam, author of the book Sheep No More. He'll be here with us to give us his take on what did happen there in Georgia and how you can keep yourself prepared for if something like this goes on on or goes down uh, in a place near you or uh, where you are. Ed Martin is on with me uh, and one of the great women of uh, our American history, uh, Phyllis Schlafly, uh, was quintessential uh, American, quintessential American and certainly quintessential American woman. And I'm uh, very happy to have uh, on with me uh, the president of an organization that she gave breath to, and that is Eagles Forum. Ed Martin, let's talk about then the message that conservatives uh, may have missed. What What is it that we're failing to connect with in the American society? Talk to us about that. Well, first of all, um, uh, thank you uh, for the chance to talk about that. It's, and it's something I think Phyllis thought a lot about, too. Um, she started out uh, her career and her life, um, early in her life, faith was at the heart of it. And her marriage to her husband, they were extraordinarily close. And then they had six children uh, and had this great success in life. But one thing Phyllis always did was she, she knew, and you look at her writing, she knew she had to get better and better. She wasn't a natural speaker, she used to say. She trained herself. She wasn't a natural writer. She trained herself. She, but one thing she did was she, she, and she came out of that era, see, of the of the Great Depression era, and where the where the up by your bootstraps, the positive power of positive thinking message really was at the heart. And she was a happy warrior. When they threw pies at her, when they called her names, attacked her family, she maintained a happy warrior. We have to remember, especially when we see things attacking us and going on. There's a joy in us that comes from our faith, but it has to be obvious. The light has to shine. That's one thing that she did. She was, and she was impeccably dressed, as you point out. She yeah. knew that appearances mattered. She she understood how things look. So that's one observation. The second thing is, Phyllis Schlafly was writing about people who put America last for decades. Now that the America First movement is so clear, she was saying, "Look, the internationalists, the open borders, the corporate malfeasance." All these things are degrading the American people. They're putting the American people after others. That sovereignty thing, people want to be part of the team. They believe in America, but you've got to have policies. And here's one she wrote about for decades that's come to bear is the education. Our students, our kids have been become part of a political system not an education system and so that's another but but having this mindset we're not against illegal immigrants we're for american workers we're not against uh the chinese people we're against the chinese regime because they're damaging the american workers and american people and american families so that shift and donald trump helped uh, move it that shift and the last thing i would say is we're in the midst of an incredible mass movement. You mentioned the Tea Party. I think it's been going on 10 years. We need to remember to add to our movement and, and not just add it as an afterthought, but at the beginning of it, 
the faith component, the revival of our souls, because secularism is a cancer on this country, even more than greed and, and, uh, and, and globalism. Secularism pulls us away. You can win an election, but if you're hollow and empty because you don't know the Lord, you're, you're hollow and empty, and that happens a lot. Amen to that, my friend. And you have an event coming up on the 6th of January. Briefly tell us about this, and then one last question for you. Yeah, well, real quickly, StopTheSteel.us is Stop the Steel 2020. Our mutual friend, Ali Alexander, others, we came together, really broad coalition. Some folks came because they wanted to do the Jericho marches. Other folks came because they were coming out of my sort of wing of the conservatism, whatever. And January 6th, we're descending on Washington, D.C., and someone said, oh, what's a rally for? This rally is to show force to the world and especially to the Congress that, hey, these people don't want to be left behind. This election, in my opinion, I was the election chairman in St. Louis for a couple of years, uh, 15 years ago. I know elections. This election in the six key states, it was really, really irregular. I, it looks like theft to me. But more importantly, people feel like they were left out. And so we want this message on January 6th. If people go to uh, Jan 6, as in January 6.org, you'll see all the details. It's going to be great. I hope there'll be some big news that day. The Constitution is invoked that day as the Electoral College. I think that will be a big part of it, and I can talk more about that, but that's the summary. No doubt about it. And then finally, let me ask you this question. I've had everyone on the show uh, from uh, Hannity to the homeless, you know, you, you, and, and I thank yeah. you so much for, for coming on with me. Legacy. Ed Martin, uh, when you uh, finally, if you ever do, uh, uh, sit on the porch and rock with your, your wife and uh, you have the kids surrounding you and coming to visit you when you can, you're looking off into the sunset and uh, you're reflecting on what uh, your life has been. Let's talk about, uh, tell us what you want us to remember about you. Talk to us about your legacy. Wow, what a great question. Thanks for asking. Um, look, I, I have a, a, a great wife and my children. We're blessed with four children. I'm a family, my extended family and all. And so I love being with them. And But as, as I said, Phyllis used to say too, I want them to have what we had. You know, when you talked about this great success. So I want my legacy to be somebody who contributed to, you know, protecting and making America, you know, special like it is. But the biggest thing I would say is um, I love to connect people because when you can connect people like you and I are connecting or you and your producer and I were connecting in ways that are meaningful. I mean, God told us, you know, you get two together and pray. It's just something special. Right. And, and but he also there's something about the image and likeness of God in every human being that when you bring them together, they, they find ways to flourish. I love to do that. And, they, you know, the Stop the Steal is an example. Our, our Phyllis Slapley Eagles is another example of these kinds of conversations. So I'd like to be uh, thought of as somebody who helped bring a lot of people together in ways that help them have better lives, uh, whether it's my family, my friends or, or people, my fellow American citizens. You know what, Ed? That is just absolutely awesome. And, and man, I got to thank you for that. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are. Michelle, we must have him back on a, a regular <laughs> uh, basis and see. God bless you and God keep you. Thank you so much again for being on thank with you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year. God bless you. Happy thank New you. Year. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Ed Martin. And uh, Ed. Uh, is the president of Eagles Forum, founded by uh, Phyllis Schlafly. She breathed life into it, and Phyllis breathed life into so many of us, star being one of them, I'm being another. All of us stand on her shoulders uh, in one way or another as conservatives, and um, certainly uh, those who 
like the idea of what America has stood for these 244 years, you must, must, must read uh, some of the writings of, of Phyllis Schlafly and um, understand the core, the underpinnings of this great nation and, 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 and the, the price that was paid for this great nation. And you began to realize then that uh, the freedoms that we share, that we enjoy, they weren't free. Nothing is, by the way. No- nothing is. Somebody always pays. If you are not in screaming pain right now, and there's there's a, there's this a way for you to get that, uh, you don't you have no way of getting that pain alleviated. And somebody tells you go over there so and so and so and so they can they can do do that and they won't charge you anything. Well, okay, you may get the treatment free, but you must understand that somebody always pays. And it's usually the American taxpayer, of which let me raise both my hands because I am paying them. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I thank God that I was able to pay off. I always put uh, the money back into um, whatever it is I've been blessed with. And that's basically what I'm doing with um, I was able to pay off uh, a piece of property by the grace of Almighty God. Hell yeah. And so those types of things, that's what Solomon was talking about, that, you know, chance, that type of chance happens to any one time in chance, you know, and it happens, it happens to everybody. It just happens to everybody. But uh, the things that order your steps, you know, people who are not even godly can have an interest in you uh, because they can make money off of you. Are you hearing me? People who are not godly at all might be interested in you because they can make money off you. And so they'll approach you. You may have something they want uh, or something you can, you know, that type of thing. And the Lord still blesses you. And that's the old saying, um, the devil may have brought it, but God sent it. (laughs) Now that's, that's old cornfield preacher theology. Now it showed up here in the hands of somebody you know is a devil. And I can use, I can use, I can, I can tell you how that works out. The same thing happened with Judas at the table. He brought it. God sent it. God intended it. This was, this was to happen so that all righteousness could be, so that everything, so that the, so the scriptures could be fulfilled. The, the, the devil may have brought it in that scene, in that scenario, in that script, in that portion of the play, the devil actually brought this, but God sent it for the greater good so that the play could end the way he has already told you it would. So there's some things that have to transpire. There's some things that have to go on uh, that, uh, you know, that, that just 
don't make sense. And that truly you think the devil had to bring it. And sometimes you orchestrated it too. You helped orchestrate it. I'm talking to you, me. But God sent it. It may, may not look like it's going to be anything good to come out of that. But because he sent it, it will. Good will come out of it. And I got to tell you something, folks, that I have found out. It's no secret. It never has been what God can do. But it's amazing what the Lord can do. To someone who uh, would repent. In America, that's where we are right now. As a nation, we should repent. Because we have wandered far. In fact, there was an old song that went, I wandered far away from God, now I'm coming home. Yeah, we had wandered far. America away from God in every, every aspect you can possibly mention. We have gotten to a point now where we kill our children even after they're born. We had wandered far away from God. And I pray that, as the song says, but now, Lord, I'm coming home. Receive me as your child, your son again. And you know what I like about that that story about the prodigal? The father sees him, of course, uh, coming. He understands. He looks. He another knows how that boy walks. He walks like a bride. <laughs> yeah he knows his boy's walk he knows how he walks and he runs to throw himself on his son and this is what I love about the story this is what I love about the story this part right here is the unstated part of the story he told them to bring everything that was necessary to restore him and make him recognizable as one of the heirs of the house. He tells him all that, the robe, the ring, kill the fatted cat. But the one thing that he didn't make the boy do before he put the robe on him and put the ring on him, he accepted him like he was. The boy had to repent and want to clean up. Father, make me one of the servants. No, uh, you're going to see that you are one of them, and you're going to want to clean up. You're going to want to wash the pig slop off of you. You're going to want to do that. Father, I can't, I can't put it on without, without cleaning myself. I can't thank you for receiving me. Thank you for, for embracing me. 
But until I get, until I start cleaning, start to get myself prepared to put it on. I need, I need to put it on, and that's something you have to do. But you can't do it until you repent of it. You can, you can't. You were right, but then you slipped, and now you got the slop on you. Your father restores you, but you have to want to get the mess off of you. The robe is there for you. Oh yeah, the robe is there for you. The ring is there for you. Even the fatted calf is always prepared. But you have to get it right. The father's not not requiring you. Oh, just as you are without a plea. You don't have to have a plea at all. Oh, you can come on in. The blood's been shed for you. Yeah, you can receive it. But then you're going to want to do something. You're going to want to straighten your act up. Yeah, you're going to want to do that. And friends, Americans, that is where we are right now in this country. We're at the point where the question must be asked. Do you want to get well? Oh, the man there at the pool of Bethesda, Bethesda. Uh, Jesus asked him one question. Do you want to be whole? Do you want to get well? And the man, the answer, yeah. Yes, sir, I do. Then this is what you need to do. Rise up and walk. I do the best 